So good morning, listeners, and welcome to Common Sea Inspirations, being produced here in our Common Sea studio here in Ada. And this is the 5th of April. It's Palm Sunday of the Lord's Passion. My name is John Keeley. Thank you again for joining me this morning. And help me to produce another episode of Common Sea Inspirations, Shane Ambrose. Good morning to you, Shane. Good morning, John. How are we keeping? Considering. Not too bad. We're here anyway. Thanks be to God. We'd also welcome our listeners, who are, especially those who are housebound, as we always say in this programme, those who are lonely and struggling. There could well be a lot of those now these days, the, 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 the people who are not too sure which way to go. The only thing I suppose that they have on their side is faith, and that's all we can all hold on to. So for those listeners out there, hopefully you'll, you'll get something from our, from our programme this morning, some inspiration and some, some hope, and also with the music that we're going to play as well. Our programme is broadcast on Sacred Space at West Limit 102 at 10am and 11pm each Sunday. I'll come back to that in a minute. And is available for playback and download on commonseeinspirations.buzzsprout.com. We can also be heard on Spotify and iTunes if you just Google commonseeinspirations.buzzsprout.com. We can be contacted on 087-6088-667. That's 87 Six zero eight eight six six seven, or email and sacredspace102 at gmail.com. Now, for the last number of Sundays, and thanks be to God, we're, we're planning for the next uh, Sundays, as long as this situation persists uh, in regard to restrictions, our 10 o'clock sl- slot every morning will be replaced by broadcast of Mass. And, and the plan there is to broadcast Mass from Abbeyfield Church, from, from the Church of the Assumption in Abbeyfield, at 10 a.m. And for that, we want to thank Father, Father Tony Mullins and the parishioners in Abbeyfield for, for facilitating that for us, because, of course, their Mass is usually at 9.15. So we thank them indeed for allowing us to bring Mass to those who can't access Mass through internet or social media or internet or, or any of the means, at least you can get it through the radio. So, 10 a.m. Mass each Sunday will be from Abbeyfield Church. Just to remind listeners again, um, after the 1 p.m. news on West Limit 102 FM from Monday to Friday, next week we're going to pray the Stations of the Cross. Last week we prayed the Rosary by Father Kevin Scanlon and Dana, uh, People I know enjoyed that because it was something that they needed to take their mind off what they were listening to all the time. It was lovely to be able to have that half hour for prayer. And again, we want to thank West Limit 1 and 2 for facilitating that with us. So this week coming from Monday to Friday, we thought we'd pray the Stations of the Cross. And we're going to use the reflections that we broadcast on our regular program uh, over the last five weeks. So Monday, Monday it'll be the, the first, second and third. Uh, Tuesday, the 4th, 5th and 6th, Wednesday, 7th, 8th and 9th, uh, I hope I don't mix up these now, uh, Thursday, the 10th, 9th, 10th, 11th, I think it is, and 12th, 13th, 14th, something like that. Anyway, the five stations, uh, the, for the five days, we'll, we'll be praying the stations of the Christ, the reflections that our guest shared, shared with us over the last number of weeks. That's the second announcement that I want to make. The third announcement that I want to make, and just to remind listeners again, that I might have mentioned it last week, as um, parishioners in Newcastle West and surrounding areas would, would probably be aware, over the last number of years, there's been a very popular prayer around the cross held in Newcastle West Parish, in Newcastle West Parish Church. So this Good Friday, that's next Friday at 8pm on West Limit 102, a special edition of Sacred Space and Come and See Inspirations, are going to bring you 
a special prayer around the CRAS programme. Because of the COVID-19 restrictions, of course, this can't be held in the church. But Father Frank Dewick has written reflections for each station, which, as usual, will be narrated by various parishioners from the surrounding areas, I think, in the, in the cluster, but definitely from Newcastle West, anyway. What Father Frank has suggested we, we could do, it would be a, a beautiful way and a good way to join in the prayer in a special way is by by holding a crucifix in front of us or just having a crucifix there in front of us as we join in this prayer around the cross. So just to recap again, next Friday, Good Friday, 8pm, we'll have a special prayer around the cross for an hour. Monday to Friday, about just after the 1 o'clock news on West Limit 102, we'll pray the stations of the cross. That's the reflections we had over the last number of weeks. And every Sunday at 10am, we'll have Mass from Abbeyfield. I think again, we want to thank for the, for the Tony Mullins for facilitating that. So if you want to contact us at all again, our number is 087-6088-667 or contact us by, by email and that's in sacredspace102 at gmail.com. Now, Shane, I'm not too sure whether you have any announcements to make in terms of saints and so on and so forth. I assume with Holy Week... Yeah, no. Um, so, as you said, John, it's Holy Week, so Holy Week takes precedence, so we will, we won't have any celestial guides um, uh, this week. So for those praying the Psalter, we're on week two, and just to for, and those that are praying it, the Psalter is proper, so that means there's fixed readings for each of the days. Um, obviously, because of the restrictions and so on and so forth, um, the there may be more people that are interested in praying praying the Psalter or praying the Liturgy of the Hours. So we always recommend the website universalis.com for those that have internet access. Um, as well as that, then, just um, in terms of liturgy, and we're, we're going to do a reflection on Holy Week in part two of the program, and uh, also just for people to be aware that there are changes, of course, obviously, to how the liturgies are going to be celebrated this year. The Chrism Mass has been postponed by uh, request of the Holy Father. Um, the Good Friday or the Holy Thursday night, there'll be no washing of the feet and so forth. And there'll be no uh, exposition of the Blessed Sacraments in any of the churches. Uh, Good Friday, the ceremony is at three o'clock. We're still waiting to see what's going to happen with them. Although I do know that this year the Pope has issued a new um, intention. You know that uh, that's that's prayed during the the, the the Good Friday ceremonies, and then Holy Saturday night, um, the ceremonies of the Liturgy of Light the renewal of baptismal promises, wherever they're going to be celebrated, whether that's in the cathedral or wherever, they're very much more curtailed. And obviously, of course, unfortunately, during all of this, uh, there will be no public participation. So it's going to be a very strange and very austere Holy Week, John, I think is the easiest way to say it. Those are the times we have, so we'll do the best we can. In the meantime, there's a prayer that maybe we could all pray at this particular stage. Um, just before we go for our first bit of music. Dear Lord, I give you my hands to do your work. I give you my feet to go your way. I give you my eyes to see as you see. I give you my tongue to speak your words. I give you my mind that you may think in me. I give you my spirit that you may pray in me. But above all, I give you my heart that you may love in me. 
So at this point we'll go for our first bit of music and this is entitled Be Not Afraid uh, by Dan Shute. So come back and join us again in part two. You shall cross the barren desert But you shall not die of thirst You shall wander far in safety Though you do not know the way You shall speak your words to foreign So welcome back again to the second part of Come and See Inspirations. My name is John Keeley, still joined by Shane on the other end of the sky plan. And on this Palm Sunday, Shane is going to give us a reflection on what's coming up really Holy Week. Shane. Thanks, John. Um, so we're going to have a, a reflection now in a few moments. Uh, just a couple of thoughts that came to me during, uh, during in just, just preparation for the program. And I just want to say, just before we start the, the reflection, that there are quotes uh, during the reflection taken from Fasting and Feasting by Aidan Matthews and also from Bread and Wine, Readings for Lent and Easter, which is published by the Plough Press. 
uh, publishing house in the US. So John, um, to have our first piece of music just to begin this reflection, it's Mother of Sorrows, sung by the Dominican Sisters of St. Cecilia. What a sea of tears and Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? The last words of Jesus on the cross from the Gospel of St. John echo across the world on Good Friday. And in this current time of fear and isolation, the cry surely echoes our own very heartbeat. It echoes the very thing that's at the marrow of our bones. As we enter into this Holy Week, the days of the Paschal journey, and the last gasping cries of a convicted criminal hung on a gibbet outside the walled cities of Jerusalem, is very much a voice in our darkness. When we walk the Via Della Rosa, those of us who have the neck 
to talk about these things and try to lead and reflect about these things, need to remind ourselves that we are called to listen and to experience the silence. We are called to listen to the cries of Hosannas on Palm Sunday, welcoming the king back into his city. We are called to listen to the cries and tears of the woman who anointed Jesus' feet with her tears and rich perfume. We are called to listen to the clink of 30 pieces of silver in a bag pressed into a sweaty palm. We are called to listen to the clink and chatter of a group of friends having Passover supper, talking, laughing, praying. Do this in memory of me. We are called to listen to sung psalms and an evening walk to a quiet garden where tears and sweat will flow in anguish. We are called to listen to the clatter and bustle of a mailed armed guards in the dark arresting and wrenching a man. We are called to listen to the crack and whistle of a whip across a man's back, silence slicing open his flesh. We are called to listen to the jeers and laughter of a mocking crowd pressing again against a condemned man pushing through cobbled streets. We are called to listen to the thud and pull of a wooden beam on those cobbled streets. We are called to listen to the thunk of a hammer on nail squelching into hands and feet. We are called to listen to the anguish screams as the cross is lifted high and pressure comes to bear on torn flesh. We are called to listen. Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Thank you. 
Christ's affliction on the cross was not just purely in the physical means of his death, but also, rather also the casting out of the human community. The celebrity mystic from Galilee turns in a trice from hero to zero, and his entourage degenerates into a plea-bargaining pack of beasts as the man who was on throne becomes a toilet. Well, there are many ways to tell the story of what happened on Good Friday. According to John, it involved a collusion between religion and politics. While Pilate and the chief priests conspired to solve their mutual problem while managing to remain enemies, Jesus stood at the center of the stage like a mirror in which all those around him saw themselves clearly for who they were. One way we Christians have avoided seeing ourselves, our reflections in the mirror, is to pretend that this is a story about Romans and Jews. As long as they remain the villains, then we are off the hook, or so we think. Unfortunately, this is not a story that happened long ago in a land far away. Sons and daughters of God are killed in every generation. They have been killed in holy wars and inquisitions, concentration camps and prison cells. The charges against them have run the gamut, but treason and blasphemy have headed the list, just as they did for Jesus. He upset those in charge at the courthouse and the temple. He suggested that they were not doing their jobs. He offered himself as a mirror they could see themselves in, and they were so appalled by what they saw that they smashed it. They smashed him every way they could. Jesus was not brought down by atheism and anarchy. He was brought down by law and order allied with religion, which is always a dangerous mix. Every believer knows that Christ went the way of the cross for our sakes, but it's not enough just to know this. Each of us must find the cross. He suffered in vain unless we are willing to die for him as he died for us. Christ's way was a bitter way. It ended in a victory of life and light, but it began in the feeding trough of an animal in a cold stable and passed through tremendous need, through suffering, denial, betrayal, and finally complete devastation and death on a cross. If we call ourselves his followers, we must be willing to take the same path. Christ died on the cross to break the curse of evil and vanquish it once and for all. If we do not believe in the power of evil, we cannot comprehend this. Until we realize that the main reason for his coming to earth was to do this on our behalf, to free us from the powers of darkness, we will never fully understand our need for the cross. We can search the whole world, but we will find forgiveness of sins and freedom from torment ex nowhere except at the cross.
I know you through and through. I know everything about you. The very hairs of your head I have numbered. Nothing in your life is unimportant to me. I have followed you through the years and I have always loved you, even in your wanderings. I know every one of your problems. I know your need and your worries. And yes, I know all your sins. But I tell you again that I love you, not for what you have or haven't done. I love you for you, for the beauty and dignity my father gave you by creating you in his own image. It is a dignity you have often forgotten, a beauty you have tarnished by sin. But I love you as you are, and I have shed my blood to win you back. If you only ask me with faith, my grace will touch all that needs changing in your life. And I will give you the strength to free yourself from sin and all its destructive power. I know what is in your heart. I know your loneliness and all your hurts, the rejections, the judgments, the humiliations. I carried it all before you. And I carried it all for you so that you might share my strength and victory. I know especially your need for love, how you are thirsting to be loved and cherished. But how often have you thirsted in vain by seeking that love, selfishly, selfishly striving to fill the emptiness inside you with passing pleasures? I will satisfy you and fill you. Do you thirst to be cherished? I cherish you more than you can imagine to the point of dying on a cross for you. I thirst for you. Yes, that is the only way to even begin to describe my love for you. I thirst for you. I thirst to love and to be loved by you. That is how precious you are to me. I thirst for you. Come to me and fill your heart and heal your wounds. If you feel unimportant in the eyes of the world, that matters not at all. For me, there is no one any more important in the entire world than you. I thirst for you. Open to me. Come to me. Thirst for me. Give me your life, and I will prove to you how important you are to my heart. Whenever you do open the door of your heart, whenever you come close enough, you will hear me say to you again and again, not in mere human words, but in spirit, no matter what you have done, I love you for your own sake. No matter how far you may wander, no matter how often you forget me, no matter how many crosses you may bear in this life, there is one thing I want you to remember always, one thing that will never change. I thirst for you just as you are. Come to me with your misery and your sins, with your troubles and needs, and with all your longing to be loved. I stand at the door of your heart and knock. Open to me, for I thirst for you.
And welcome back to part three of Sacred Space 102 here on West Limerick 102, a Come and See production. My name is Shane Ambrose and I'm joined still on the programme by John Keeley. That piece of music that brought us back into part three is a Gregorian chant called Hosanna Filio David, which translates as Hosanna to the Son of David. And it's is the Gregorian chant that's sung as part of the beginning of the procession for, on Palm Sunday for the procession and blessing of palms. So what we are going to do this morning is we are going to use the gospel of the procession of palms, which is from Matthew. And But before, of course, we have our reading and reflecting on sacred scripture, John is going to read our prayer before reading and reflecting on scripture. Lord, we thank you for putting us in the presence of your word, which you inspired in your prophets. May we approach this word reverently, humbly and attentively. May we not despise this word, but receive all it has to say to us. We know that our hearts are closed, often incapable of comprehending the simplicity of your word. Send your spirit to us, so that receiving the word in truth and simplicity, our lives may be transformed by it. Let us not be resistant, Lord. May your word penetrate us like a two-edged sword. May our hearts be open to it. Let not our eyes be closed, nor our minds wander. But may we give ourselves entirely to this listening. We ask this, Father, in union with Mary, who used to recite the Psalms, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Gospel for today, Palm Sunday. The Gospel is as Shane from Matthew, chapter 21, verse 1 to 11, and Shane's going to pray this for us this morning. Thanks, Shane. When they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphage, to the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village facing you, and immediately you will find an ass tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them, and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on an ass, and on a colt the foal of an ass. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the ass and the colt and put their garments on them, and he sat upon he sat thereon. Most of the crowd spread their garments on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds then went before him, and that and that followed him shouted, Hosanna to the son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! And when he entered Jerusalem, all the city was stirred, saying, Who is this? And the crowd said, This is the prophet, prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. So that's the Gospel for today. As Shane said, uh, the entrance into Jerusalem, Palm Sunday. Shane, got a few thoughts you might want to share with us, please? Yeah, a couple of things, I suppose, John, that struck me about it. The first thing is there was a thing going around online during the week, and I just wanted to say to listeners as well this morning, um, is to encourage people to um, put some cut a piece of palm from a tree near your house without obviously risking life and limb and obviously adhering to social distancing and to hang it on your front door like you would a, would a holly wreath for Christmas just for to participate and to show that you are celebrating Palm Sunday this Sunday. Very simple thing. I thought it was a lovely idea. And just for people to have it. Obviously, 
maybe later in the year. Well, we will obviously not for this year. We won't have blessed palm because obviously there's no palm that's been blessed in the churches. So um, you'll have to hold on to your palm for 12 months from last year. But in terms of this week's gospel, what do we have before us? We have Matthew's account, because we're journeying with Matthew through the gospel this year, of the entrance into Jerusalem. And it is the beginning of the Holy Week, the culmination of Jesus's ministry um, as he enters into the Holy City. Now, there's a lot, I suppose, that's going on in the gospel this week in terms of understanding the context of what was happening when Jesus entered into Jerusalem. And I suppose the principal thing, of course, is understanding the Jewish context, which was, of course, the awaiting of the arrival of the Messiah and the fulfillment of the prophecies that were connected with that. And Jesus is entering into the city and he's treated like a rock star. You know, he's greeted by the people. There's great excitement. And, you know, if you were one of his disciples and you were following along, you'd be kind of inclined to go, oh, wow, he's, he's been listened to. He's, they're going to do something for him. Um, but obviously, of course, it was also very different to the expectation that was there of a Messiah coming who would be a military leader like David was and because he was coming from David's house and line. But Jesus enters into the city on an ass, on a donkey, um, and the donkey was was not the great steed of battle. It wasn't obviously the animal you went in to fight like a knight on a on a donkey, you know. So it was very much a symbol of a contrasting symbol to the idea of a warrior king entering into his city. But of course, we have this whole idea of God entering into his bride, his bridal city, which of course is Jerusalem, the city of God, the city of the temple. Um, very much associated with temple worship, very much associated with the sanctuary to Yahweh. And of course, that whole thing of, you know, God entering into his holy city. And I suppose for us, as we look at it this Sunday, I suppose the question is, what does it mean for us as we begin to celebrate this very different um, holy week? And I suppose it's a case of, are providing us with an opportunity to think about it, I suppose, in a very different way. Because usually Holy Week can be very busy. It's part, you know, there's the whole thing of the ceremonies and you're getting to your ceremonies and what ceremonies you're going to. And for many people that might be involved in the ceremonies and there's all that going on. This year, we're, we have to think about it a bit more. And I suppose the gospel this Sunday starts off that journey of what are we thinking about in terms of, what does it mean for us? Where would we be in that crowd? Um, you know, where would we stand in that crowd on, on the original Palm Sunday in terms of watching what was going on, participating in it? What would our reaction be? And I suppose that's kind of the starting point for me this week, John, in terms of how to approach the gospel reading. Um, the idea of it, I suppose, that being... Where would I stand? Because that's something we need to think about um, in terms of this week. Like I said in part two, Jesus didn't come to have just admirers. He came to have disciples. And I suppose as we journey through this Holy Week, the question is, which are we? Are we disciples or are we just admirers, uh, as I said in part two? So it's something for us to think about, something for us to reflect about. The gospel is going, it's the beginning of a long journey. And 
Uh, it's something, it's a long week. It's something we have to pace ourselves through. And it's something I think that we need to, to, to listen to, reflect on. And what I would say to people is during the week, or if you have time on Sunday, to look at the different accounts in the, in the various Gospels of the entrance into Jerusalem. So if you look at the, the three synoptics, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and their account of Jesus' entry into the Holy City, and to reflect on it, to pray over it, and to see what thoughts it prompts for you on this particular Palm Sunday. Shane, thank you very much for that. Just one little comment, just I'd like to make it myself, and that's right at the end of the Gospel today. The people said, who is this? For some reason, that persisted in being stuck out to me now during the week when I, when I was taking a look at this. The people asked, who is this? And I suppose as we enter into this Holy Week, maybe too, we too can ask that same question to ourselves. Who is this Jesus? Who is Jesus to me? Just reflecting on what, what, what's going to happen now in, in, in Holy Week, this Holy Week of the year when, 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 when Jesus goes through um, that agony. And all he's going through, why is he doing all of this? He's doing it for us. So maybe this week, maybe just reflect a little bit more. Who is this Jesus? Who is this Jesus to me? And maybe just give some time, maybe to get in, t- in touch with Jesus. To get in touch with the Father. And just have a little conversation. Expression your thoughts, your love, your thanks. Okay, time to go finish off this particular program. Thanks again, Shane, for for your reflection and your hard work there in part two and and feeding us what is very awkward. I know that this particular year, trying to try, trying to somehow bring in what what we're all used to the sediments into a little bit of a program like this without it actually happening. If that makes any sense. However, one piece of music that might just help us all just to just to. Uh, just to continue on or to start off this week in, in uh, Holy Week. It's a piece of music that we chose today. It, it's by an old favourite of everybody, uh, Jim Reeves. And this one is entitled The Old Rugged Cross. So until we join, we, we speak again, um, hopefully during the week. Uh, again, 5 past 1, West Limit 102 Radio. Join us for Reflections on the Stations of the Cross. Friday, 8pm, a special prayer around the cross for... Um, Again, broadcasting on West Limit 102. And, of course, again next Sunday, 10 a.m. Mass from Abbeyfield Church. So for myself and Shane, thank you again for joining us. God bless you all. Take care. Wash those hands. God bless you all now. Bye.
cross So despised by the world As a wondrous attraction for me For the dear Lamb of God Left His glory above To bear it to die Someday for a crown. 